Welcome back, everybody, to your creativity. It's time to power up. We've got a an, a guest that's from my past. Yeah, <laughs> from your past. Yeah, we worked together a lot, man. Um, my first interaction with the guest was when I was just barely starting to be an intern, a pseudo intern at X96, and I think you left there about the same time. Yeah, I think I was fired. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, officially, yeah. So what, what, what did you, uh, oh, let's back up a little bit. Sure. Zach Shutt. Hi. How are you, Zach? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Good. Tell us a l- little bit about your, we'll, we'll start from the beginning. Tell sure. Of our relationship and tell where we are now. Sure. So what, what did you do with Simmons Media back then? So I did all of the web development uh, for Simmons. Um, and that kind of started, I started off as an intern, but even before that, uh, when I was 14, 15 years old, I ended up uh, writing CD reviews for the X96 website. That's officially where it all began. Um, and that was kind of prompted by, I always loved radio. I thought it was great. And I wrote an email to Todd Newcomb, who was the program director at X96. And I said, you know, I was 14 years old. And I said, hey, Todd, let me write CD reviews for the X96 website. I'll do it in exchange for CDs which is funny to think about now because there's Spotify and all this, but CD's 20 bucks back then. I mean, yeah, they were expensive. So I was like, okay, I'll get this, this deal worked with Todd Newcomb at X96. And, uh, so it's I wrote him an email. Better than the cassettes. It, it, right? The sound quality is a little bit better, right? And it's now you got Spotify. Right? <laughs> it's not like, uh, what's the 8-track? The track? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's way eight tracks were cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you have vinyl. Vinyl's really cool. Oh, I but, love vinyl. Yeah, I started writing CD reviews uh, for X96, and it took a while because I wrote this email said, hey, hey, Todd, I'm Zach. I'm a 14-year-old, and I write a blog, which in 2004 was like, social media at the time yeah you know like no not a lot of people had blogs so at my junior high i remember it was like imagine having the only facebook account at your school that's what having a blog was like in 2004 like people would go to the site (laughs) it's like a little bit tmz a little bit whatever and and so that was really cool so i said hey todd i'm writing this blog i want to write cd reviews in exchange for cds and first he said no i kept pestering him and he's like, you know what? Come in for a tour of the radio station and let's see, let's see what you're made of. And so uh, my dad drove me down because I'm 14. So my dad drove me to uh, to Simmons to X96. And at Trolley Corners, or at Trolley Corners, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went in and uh, got the tour, met Artie Fufkin and all these cool like legendary radio dudes, and was like, this is awesome. I, I want to do this. And eventually started writing CD reviews, and then got an internship and a job from there. Do you remember the first CD you reviewed? It was, oh, dude, there's so many. I can remember, like, uh, uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, I don't even remember what the album was called. It had, like, orange and red on it. Uh, Beck Guero. Gu- is it Guero? I think Q-U-E-R-O. Guero? Whatever it's called. Beck album. That was dope. Green Day American Idiot. Sorry, my phone. Green Day American Idiot. That was one of the first ones I reviewed, too. Um you know, a lot of these albums, I'm like, oh, uh, the White Stripes, you know, the White Stripes album. I gave that a bad review. Todd got pissed. Like, <laughs> I just like it was so much fun doing that back in the day. It was, it was a great time. It was a good time for radio. You know, you know. What, what do you think of that industry now? I think it's it's definitely had to shift and needs to shift. Yeah. You know, you see like iHeartRadio and a lot of these companies that are switching to 
podcasting and investing in personalities on a national level, um, which is kind of what you have to do. It's not about the content music-wise you're providing, because you can get that anywhere. But when it comes to content, spoken word, that's something that uh, people are always looking for, right? Yeah. Like you look at Joe Rogan and, I mean, podcasts like this, and people, people want to hear something that they can't get through, you know, a Spotify just music service, you know. So I think that's, that's where the focus is shifting and where it has to be for radio to exist. Speaking of podcasting, you were kind of in the you you were at the grand level of Geek yeah. Show podcast You're and Radio from Hell. So I I created the Radio from Hell podcast, which I think was one of the first uh, first ma- media company owned podcasts in the market. Um, and that was when I was an intern at X ninety six. They were like, "Hey, there's this podcast thing. Like, let's put out Radio from Hell." And that was back when you had to create the RSS feed, and it was arduous and it was tough. It wasn't like today where you can anyone can make a podcast. It was, you know, my programming background kind of helped with that. So did the Radio from Hell podcast, and then Kerry Jackson, a host on Radio from Hell, uh, came up to me and said, hey, intern, you're doing the <laughs> podcasting, right? I'm like, yeah, doing podcasting. He's like, you know what? I've been doing Geek Show on the radio. I want to do a podcast version. And so I said, dude, I would love to help you with that, 100%. So we drove to Guitar Center to buy a mixer and mics and i remember on the drive what year was that this was like 2008 2008 and so so i'm an 18 year old kid and i'm driving with carrie jackson it's just me and him this is a guy that i've listened to forever i really respect and look up to and we're in the car and the first thing he says to me is he's like he says hey man i need you to keep a secret i said what what secret are we keeping He's like, don't tell anyone I have Sirius XM in my car. <laughs> They'll be pissed. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah, you got it. And so now you guys know on the show, but who cares? Um, so I'm like, oh, my gosh. This, this, I'm so, so stoked. We go to Guitar Center, buy everything, and end up doing Geek Show and putting that out. And that was really cool, but it was also, for an 18-year-old, a lot of ego. You know, because they're like, oh, dude, you're doing Geek Show, and you got this radio thing going on. And for me, it was like almost a little bit too much, you know, to handle. So a couple years later, you know, I lost my job at Simmons and that kind of went away, you know, and for an 18, 19 year old kid, it was pretty devastating. You know, it was tough. What were some of your favorite experiences like meeting musicians and yeah. or comedians through uh, uh, when Keith was there? Oh yeah. Keith, Keith's great. Wise guys love wise guys. Um, one of the interesting things I, I would say it's not like a, great experience but it was interesting um you got you got to kind of see the the back story behind a lot of these shows so like the big ass show it's a big yeah. one for x96 they've been putting it on forever here they get local or not local but local and national artists together and place big like semi-warp tour show every year right and one of the shows i remember we had jack's mannequin playing the show um great piano player i can't remember what his name is what's it lead singer of that band i can't remember but great piano player awesome band uh they came out to salt lake and booked the show and i remember two nights before we tried to get a piano for him because you know he had to fly out so we tried to rent a piano and the piano shop was like we're not renting to that band because last time he was here he burned a piano on stage so (laughs) we're not renting it and so we're two days before the show we had to send someone up to boise to rent a piano just to get it down for Jack's mannequin to play because no one in the Valley, like they all Holy heard about cow. him. They're like, dude, we're not renting a piano. This guy burned it on stage. 
like screw this guy <laughs> and so like we're scrambling last minute interns trying to find a piano to rent in boise and then drive it down and that was that was crazy um we ended up we wanted to buy a bus for the station like the, the short bus if you remember yeah we're like oh station vehicle everyone's got like vans we want to do a bus and so just trying to find like we're shopping different bus depots with used buses to buy and it was just it wasn't your normal job you were doing a lot of weird shit. <laughs> it was like, this is crazy. I don't know. This is, it was just fun. It was different, you know, which is, which is great, especially when you have ADD like I do. <laughs> that would be my dream job. Yeah. It's like totally everything new every day. It was fun. Yeah, I loved it a lot. And, you know, I learned a lot from that, too. I got to be around personalities who, you know, were great at conveying messages and things like that. And growing up, I was, I was really quiet, very introverted. I still think I am. Um, but being around those people, I think helped me to figure out how to articulate things better and, and get a message across and, you know, being around like Carrie and the radio from hell guys that I think really helped me to, you know, set a path forward in my life. You know, that the podcast has, this podcast has done that for me because you, you know, me, I, I was this quiet little introvert, just, you know, sure. Tell me what to do. Leave me alone. Yeah. But now I'm like, I chat people up all the time. So I, I know exactly where you're coming from. And that's there. a big, like, I I hear this a lot and it kind of bugs me a little bit is there's always, it's like you're either introvert or extrovert and now people are using ambivert or whatever. Um, and it kind of, it pissed me off a little bit because in the right setting, I think a lot of introverts are, are extroverted. When we're talking about things that we like and things that we care about, like that's where we get stoked and where it's just small talk most of us don't really care a whole lot. And so I, I think, I think that's a big part of it too, is there's, it's easy to throw a label. like, Oh dude, it's just easier if you just kind of focus on the things you're going to do and stay in your corner and do that. It's like, no, like I want to do this cause I care about it. And I feel like a lot of people get bogged down by, Oh, I'm supposed to be an introvert. So I'm going to do this thing. But then we find outlets like podcasting or whatever, or radio or whatever it is. Or Comic-Con. Or Comic-Con tons of people out of this absolutely shelves. like dude think about it like how many people go to salt lake it's a huge show now and there are people there that probably would not have come out had it not been for that so i think it's really i love that i love that about i don't know why utah. zach looked at me because i mean i think he, he, <laughs> i would just be sitting in my basement probably i know i would like <laughs> i would for sure <laughs> but you've gone to comic-con a few times right it's it's chaos yeah it's crazy T- tell Zach about the special guests you've had here that have been in town for Comic Con. Yeah. I am not name dropping. They're not name dropping. I want. I'm not name dropping. I'm ready. No, I mean we've been lucky. Like yeah. actually, w- just with the chocolate shop, we had um, uh, David Prowse came here. Oh, cool. Um, like the first year it was here, he came out, and you know I, I wasn't here, but apparently Christopher Lloyd came. Oh, nice. The, like one of the years. Um, Warwick Davis came last time, or uh, like uh, two times ago, I guess. But yeah, so we've That's had a dope. few people. But so they're just coming through. They're like, "Oh, this chocolate shop has amazing Yelp reviews." Hatch chocolates. You know, I actually them. think <laughs> I think it was their manager. Oh, really? Like, somehow knew of our <laughs> shop, and like so he he swayed them to come out. That's perfect. Uh, so I'm very good with that. That's great. So, Hell yeah! And in fact, I think it was one of the last times David Prowse went out. Like I don't think he does many of the comic cons anymore well it's worth coming out you guys have great i like the aztec the aztec one, spice yeah, that's my favorite yeah i love that i like our yeah. aztec spice it's good stuff 
But you, so, okay, but you do the podcast. Yeah. You, coffee. How yeah. the hell did you get into this? Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of a, so, I did the podcast, worked in radio, and during that time, I mean, I've been, uh, Todd Newcomb has kind of been my mentor growing up. He's been a good friend of mine. He's taken really good care of me, and, you know, he read my blog before I started doing CD reviews for Simmons and said, hey, I'm a writer too. Let's write a book together. And so he wrote a book called Blogs of Wrath, which is uh, a little play on John Steinbeck. But uh, we ended up doing that. And it was kind of formatted after my blog when I was growing up, which was just kind of... How old were you when you wrote that? 18. And then when it was published, I was 19. So we were doing book signings at like Graywell. And it was like, dude, it was a big ego trip for a 19-year-old kid. I mean, it was... Like, it was really cool, but at the same time, it was just so much going on, you know? But it was really fun to see something that you wrote be published and put out there and have people enjoy it. That was a lot of fun. So we did that. And then I ended up, as radio normally goes, anyone who's worked in radio knows, you're going to lose your job eventually. <laughs> it's just how radio works, unfortunately. And usually when you're not expecting it. Absolutely, every time. Dude, you never know it's coming. you'll just get another one. Yeah, sure. In about around. five years, you'll get another radio job. But, so I lost my job in radio uh, when I was about 20 and ended up doing what I was good. I was doing web design and things like that, but I always loved radio and podcasting, so I kind of chased that. Ended up going on the air at 101.9 The End. Got an on-air shift uh, for a little while. And that was terrible because you make, you know, nothing doing that. And then I really, uh, so I, I got a job with Dan Laptop Man, a PC laptop. So the story's all over the place. Radio and then computers, which I was always into. And then Dan had me start a, a gaming computer company for him, which I did for the past seven years. And just in the past couple of years, I've been really into coffee. So, you know, some people came up to me. They're like, hey, we want to start this brand for gamers uh, that sells coffee. And every other investor has turned us down because they think gamers don't drink coffee and blah, blah, blah. And I said, that's bullshit. Like, let's, like, I, I love coffee. And I think you have a lot of people in the gaming and creative sphere that are my age that are done with energy drink. Like we can't do it anymore. Like we've done it. So like you have so many mountain dudes. It's like, dude, I can't do that. Like I feel like crap. I need something else. Yeah. And so like, how do we get clean energy? That's not, you don't have the huge crash. Like you're not just taking a handful of Adderall. You know what I mean? And so I said, yeah, love to participate. And then lost my job with Dan, uh, in December and, said hey i'll buy out the coffee company and just do this full time so i've been doing player one coffee ever since which is kind of cool so how much of the process do you do you do yourself so we do it all so i don't do i don't do the roasting myself uh, but we do it all uh within the company we do roasting uh we also do uh cocoa as well wow so uh we do that too and it's uh it's been a good time like it's really cool to see gamers embrace this because i think a lot of the concept is they just gamers just want energy drinks they, you know no one's gonna brew a pot of coffee it's like no it's not true because the demographic is shifted you know like you have people that are aware of how they're getting their energy and what they're consuming and things like that and so it's i think it's a really good opportunity for us to be transparent and come up with a cool brand that identifies with people that like to play games and love to drink coffee and people are a lot more health conscious now. Absolutely. Yeah. 
so people that want to find it, how do they find your coffee? It's playeronecoffee.com. Uh, we're on Amazon as well, so you can check us out there. We've got a couple different uh, roasts on Amazon, uh, and then we do cocoa as well. So, yeah. And when you ship them out, you if you ship them out fresh, it's like... Yeah, it's roasted to order. So when you place an order, and this is, this is kind of the cool thing, too. A lot of people don't know. I've got people like, why would I buy this versus Folgers? Like, well, let me tell you like something about... And not calling out Folgers specific, mm-hmm. but... You know, big coffee companies is, you know, when you're roasting millions of pounds of coffee, you know, you're doing that one in bulk. And then two, you're buying beans from five different places to make one roast. So what ends up happening is you're not getting what the farm intended for you to get where the beans come from. So what we wanted to do was small batch direct from farms. So we know exactly where beans come from and roast to order. So when you place an order. We roast your bag fresh. We don't grab it off a shelf and ship it to you. You know, we roast it right after the order is placed, ship it out to you. So you can not only taste the difference, but you can feel the difference, too, when you're getting what was actually intended from the farm itself to be consumed versus, you know, what a major coffee company might, might give you. So are these national farms you're getting them from or international? Yes, or? international. So we'll grab them from, like, Colombia. We'll grab them from Costa Rica, you know, uh, Mexico. Things like that. But, yeah. So we, we source direct from farms and ship it here. I love the names. You, you guys had a lo- lots of fun with the names. What, what are some of the names? Yeah, so we have Leroy Jenkins. Of course. <laughs> World of Warcraft fans get that. Uh, that's our light roast. And it, here's a fun fact about that before I talk about the other, the other roasts. So with light roasts, which is really interesting, the lighter the roast, the more caffeine content. The less you roast a bean the more the caffeine will actually stay in there. A lot of people are like, oh, I, I like my like, dark roast coffee. I want more caffeine. Yeah, and you're like, no, that's, that's actually the opposite. Um, so we do a little bit of education there. So we have uh, Leroy Jenkins. It's our light roast. Then we have First Person Smoother. And that, that's what you brought for yeah, us Yeah, so this out. is the one right here. That's a light roast too. And then we do God's Gift to Gamers, which is a medium roast. And then Omen, which is our dark roast and then in between all that we do flavored coffees where we'll put in you know like french vanilla and we'll do irish cream and like we did like a peppermint one for the holidays so we'll kind of play with that but but those are our main staples our four staple roasts that we do so so back up a little bit to the pc laptops sure time yeah I, i was there for three months yeah this is the exit interview that we never had <laughs> how did i do I'm here <laughs> you know you, here's <laughs> hello <laughs> Dylan, we're gonna have to let you go <laughs> you know you did here's what i like about you because you've done work for me even prior to that you did moz concepts and like our flip media things and stuff like that is when it comes to graphic design you've got a really good handle on the brands that you work with like, you're able to kind of wrap your head around a lot of the processes and, and, and customer side, which I think is why you've done well with Keith. Because comedy is kind of weird. Like, you don't just hire, like, a, a random graphic designer to do a bunch of comedy stuff. Like, you have to have a little bit of a flavor for Wise Guys, the yeah. brand. And so I think, I think that's great. I love that. You do a good job with that. I'm glad you're still doing it. Well, thank you. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I was pretty boned when I was let go, but you, you guys were going more of in the video direction. So, yeah. 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 But I, I appreciate that opportunity. Yeah, for sure. And it's a like it's a it's a tough industry too because again, most of whether it's graphic video on the creative side, most of it is it's arbitrary and it's brand fit 
for a lot of things, which is kind of like it sucks, but that's how uh, it goes. And a lot of companies expect you to know a little bit of everything. Right. Like you're supposed to be able to code and brand brilliantly. and Right. Which is tough, right? It's, it's tough. I've... I will never be able to t- be able to tackle everything at once. Right, and it's t- and at smaller companies, that's what they expect. You're right, yeah. so it's yeah, difficult, for sure. Well, you're a great boss. Thank I, you. I learned a lot <laughs> learning there. Thank you, man. Uh, working there. Um, so in between the coffee and that, n- no, um, where's the hole I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, the marketing in between yeah. um, Simmons and. Um, the computers yeah you did you did a lot of marketing what, what kind of companies did you work with so I worked kind for of stuff work dude this is the tough thing so i worked at a marketing agency when i got let go from simmons i was like well let's go find a job so i worked at a marketing agency i don't think they're around anymore it's called verite they're in sandy and i did it was it was literally the worst matched job for me looking back it was uh my title was technical treatment writer so what i would do is it's so so bad for me i uh they would have a project like with norton or whatever and they'd need a website created so i would write exactly what needed to happen step by step and then give it to the developers to create it and so i was writing these they're like oh you're a writer you wrote a book that's great you'd love to write technical documents (laughs) you know this is terrible and I did that for about a year, and it was lit- it, And this is no fault of that that company or the people that work there. It was just like the worst fit for me. And coming from radio and that fun environment and being creative, and going into that when you're like 2021, 20, I was like, dude, I just suck. Like maybe I just suck outside of radio. I'm just not good at anything. And like you just start to feel like crap about yourself. You know, like anyone that's lost a job, like it's that when you lose your job feeling, you're like, dude, man, I just suck. I don't know. Maybe I just suck at everything. And, dude, I thought that for a long time. I was like, I just, like, maybe I can only do web design and radio, and I'm just not good at anything else. Like, that was a real thing. And then you start to find out, you're like, oh, it's just a wrong wrong, fit, wrong thing. Yeah. yeah, wrong fit. But when you're young, you just, you're like, man, I'm just, like, rejected. I just suck at everything. D- you know? What did you gain from that job? They A lot of process. So with radio, there's no process. <laughs> like, there's like no structure. We need this. 10 minutes yeah. ago. <laughs> oh, for sure. And that was kind of fun because you got the satisfaction of yeah. fulfilling on it, right? So you, like, create artwork, and, and you're like, oh, I did it. Hell yeah. And you get that instant satisfaction. But at regular workplaces, they're like, all right, but here's the structure in which you have to do that, you know? And so I, I did learn a lot of that from agency, um, structuring time and things like that. But I think, I think that was really the biggest thing because I didn't have that with radio. It was just like, just do what makes sense, you know? So, that for sure. Structure. Yeah. Awesome. But structure also sucks. <laughs> structure can be good. Sure. It, it can be an okay so thing. Sometimes it can be good. Uh, Zydex, that, that was good timing with that creation because that's when that was, was booming. What, yeah. What was your experience like with the, it growing? It was really cool. So, with Zydex, uh, you know, I went over to start Zydex Custom Gaming PC Company uh, for Dan. And, you know, Dan's kind of the face of PC laptops and said, hey, you know, do this Zydex thing and you get to be the face of it. You're starting it. You're designing the logo. You're doing everything. I'm just funding it. And we'll put your, your face on it. You get to be the founder of Zydex. And I was like, this is dope. You know, I'm 23 years old. 22, 23. And, you know, at the time I didn't 
I didn't know much about business and like ownership and things like that. So, you know, had a lot of fun building it and bringing people on, getting to meet cool people and bring them into the fold. And uh, for seven years, built that company and got to watch it grow. And that was really cool. You know, that was fun. But I will say this. Make sure y'all understand and get everything in writing. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. But for, I learned a lot there, for sure. Yeah. You know, and, it, and I'm not saying bad experience. It's a great experience. I learned a lot. But, um, you know, I think, I think the big thing is when you're creating something, just understand what the future looks like and have that clearly mapped out. And you're going to have a good time <laughs> if you do that, you know. But, yeah, I liked it. I, you know, I've loved gaming my whole life. So it was a cool project. Get to work with influencers and things. It was, it was fun. Met a lot of good people. And you, you're still uh, working with one of the people there on your podcast. Yeah, so I worked with Kyle Austin, who does corporate sales at Zydex and things. And we have a yeah, podcast. he was in that room that I was in yeah. when I worked. Ka- yeah, he did, yeah. So he did sales at the time. Uh, we have a podcast called Dope Tech. We're going to record actually after this, which will be fun. Um, but we talk about tech and gaming and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's been cool because I've got to it's, – it's nice to be able to stay in the space that I've – been familiar with for so long you know it's kind of fun what are the hot games right now or what what are you enjoying playing so mine is apex legends that's fun i know a lot of people like fortnite i think that's adorable but i hate <laughs> fortnite <laughs> uh just not not a super huge fan of that but i like dude i like kind of starcraft you know a little bit more like strategic games too um that's kind of my jam for sure. My son's playing uh, Fallen Jedi right now, and he's loving it's it. It's huge. That's huge. It's such a good game. I've just played, I played maybe an hour of it, and they nailed it. They killed it. I feel like all the Star Wars stuff right now is so super So I should important. just invite you over to, like, play yeah. my game so yeah. that I can get past the levels that I'm stuck at. I'm here for you, man. Like, you have me. I'm here to help you. <laughs> I can hire you for this. I'm, I'm gonna I will be give you chocolate. <laughs> uh, dude, I'm, give, give me some of those Aztec milk chocolates right now. I'll come beat Jedi Fallen Order for you. There's a few <laughs> levels I have not quite passed. I got you, man. Okay. 100%. Yeah. No, I think, I think the Star Wars stuff especially is killing it. With Mandalorian and the new games, like, they're nailing it. Love it. Steve, have you watched Mandalorian yet? Okay, do I look like I'm that cool, Dylan? No. I, I'm, you do, but are you? I'm not <laughs> I think you cool. look cool. I'm not that cool. And, no, I've not watched it yet. Get Disney Plus, check it out. I usually it takes about five years for things to get out, and then I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> when did this series come out?" And then I start watching something. And I'm about five years behind. Like, okay. have you seen Breaking Bad? It's this cool new show. Yeah. It's, it just came out. No, Dexter. <laughs> I saw. Oh really? I, I started watching this really sh- good show, Dexter. <laughs> I, I haven't heard of it. it, it <laughs> Well, it's amazing. I think it's going to be big. I, I have a good feeling about it, too. Just the name. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Straight to the point. Like, <laughs> yeah. We've actually had an actor from the show on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was during that John Lithgow arc. Oh, it was, yeah. It was the kid that was in that arc. Oh, isn't he? He has some connection here. What's his name? Um, oh, e- Easton. Uh, yeah. I know he's friends with the Comic Con guys and and all that, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Br- Brando Easton. Yeah, Brando. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Him. Oh yeah, I've met that guy. That guy. I, that guy's been in my shop too. And now you're watching Dexter. There you go. It's meant to be. 
I need to pay more attention <laughs> to the people that, that come into my shop also, apparently. Okay. That's kind of cool. Killing it. Who else do I know? Dylan? Hey, I'm here. <laughs> Who else? I, I can <laughs> see those Aztec chocolates, man. I know. We're, we should pull them out so that you can eat them while we're, we're still I recording. used to live in the avenues, and this was like, dude, the Aztec chocolates, I was like a Friday night, pick some of those bad boys up, get some proper. Ooh. I love the proper time. too. Yeah, They're it's good. good stuff. Good stuff. That's, that's way cool. Yeah. Okay, what platforms do you have any? Which platform do you hate to game on? Ooh. Current. Sure. Or past. <laughs> or, or, pa or, or both. Past, past is great. That's easy. Probably like a, oh man, Dreamcast. You guys remember Dreamcast? Was that a Wait, wasn't that kind of cool at well, one time? I think it had like a couple cool games. Like in, in was it just before? It was the in 90s oh, Wii, something, right? The Wii. The other than Wii Sports. Who played Wii, right? Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, Nintendo Wii is kind of my Wii. <laughs> Dude, I think <laughs> yeah. I have two of them somewhere. <laughs> They're buried. Uh, PC is obvious. Like, I like PC. Uh, I used to super be into console, Xbox, but... And Switch is great, too. Like, they're killing it. Nintendo's, I think, doing a great job. That, uh, I think that's what saved them. Yeah. Switch is, has been awesome. Kids love it. Play Mario Kart. Get Mega Man on there. Yeah, they dropped the ball with the, the retro version when that first came out. Yeah. And then after that, they did the Switch, and I, I think that's what saved them. And Switch is great. It's just, it's so, like, I love the docking to the TV. Like, yeah. it's just, it's really easy. Yeah. My son has one, too. Yeah. And then, uh, were see. you around... Do you even remember you weren't around in television? No, but I've heard of it. I've Wikipedia'd it. Okay, <laughs> I had it. Well, actually, no. My our family had it. We weren't that cool, but yeah, in television. What games they have on there? Pong. About like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they, they, fine. they had a baseball game. It was a step up from yeah. Atari baseball. Yeah, Atari so like, was killing it. So it was a step up from Atari. Oh, it gotcha. was, it okay. was like one step up from that. It was like the PC versus Xbox. It was a the step up from an Xbox. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Commodore 64, was that the computer? That was computer, yeah. Yeah. That was computer. I'm pretty sure we had that, and then we had the wood-grained joystick one. Oh, yeah. And then the, the black and silver uh, Atari. It was like the Atari 5600 or something. Yeah, it was a classic. So, yeah. All-time favorite I, game. That's cooler than I thought. Favorite game? <laughs> or... or, or, or let, I, if you don't want to limit it to one, yeah. go go to like two or three or whatever. I gotta say, Mega Man. I have Mega Man tattoo, so I gotta say that. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, love Metal, and then uh, probably like Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, those are my favorite for sure. And weirdly enough, this is gonna be a strange one. <laughs> there was a pinball game that came with Windows. ME Millennium Edition. <laughs> it was super dope. I love playing that. Pinball. Yeah, it was like uh, Windows. I can't remember what it was called. But it was a really good game. That was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was when I they had the pinball. That. Yeah. That was fun. Because it was kind of the first, like, Windows just had solitaire and stuff like that. And then they had this pinball game. And you're like, whoa. This is <laughs> Space Age 2001. Hell yeah. I, remember, I just remember. So, yeah, growing up, we didn't have any of that stuff. But the, uh, we were lucky to get in television. So, yeah, that was about it. Hey, if you got Pong, you're killing it, right? I mean, that's not it, bad. Back in the day. Back in the day. 
I know. No, hey. <laughs> I mean, imagine the programmer that programmed this. This game is the shit. I like it. This is going to be You're the gonna ultimate love this. game. Yeah. Nothing will ever top Pong. See the ball? It bounces off the thing, and you we, move it. <laughs> this will never be topped by any game 100%. Ever. That guy was stoked. <laughs> that guy was stoked. <laughs> Man. And now. And now. You've also got another company you're involved with. A couple, yeah. Like so a few, yeah. You've, yeah. You always have your hands in a few different Wait, things. how many I companies do. do you own? A couple, yeah. A couple. Are, you the, are they all on paper? How many do you own? They're all paper, yep. They're all, I, we've got this down now. It's time for real. <laughs> it's time for real. <laughs> yeah. uh, I own a clothing company called Mainframe. And we do, like, we do the jerseys for University of Utah Esports and Utah Valley and, or wait, Utah, whatever it's called. UVU. Uh, UVU, UVU, that's right. Uh, so we do jerseys, apparel. It's kind of a gaming apparel line. It's called Mainframe. Uh, you can check it out at mainframe.gg. I got ownership in that. And then I do like a marketing agency that I'm a part owner in. We do like search engine optimization, websites, things like that. I just kind of consult there. Um, yeah, and then we do like a, I have a wholesale business too. So we do like wholesale on Amazon, things like that, but... Yeah, a lot of a lot of different stuff, and I consult for some businesses as well. But what's next on your agenda? You know, the coffee, the Player One coffee's got me really stoked. That's I'm really excited about that. And then, just from a, I think Zydex gave me a taste of esports, so I got to see kind of what's coming in that realm. Uh, we have esports teams now that are taking home these crazy prizes and bonuses that are. The equivalent to what you would get in professional sports. If you look at like the, the guy that won the Fortnite tournament, I think it was uh, a year ago, this kid, 16 years old, 17 years old, walked away with several million dollars. I think it was more in the pot that he won uh, than Tiger Woods did That's at the PGA crazy. from the pot itself. And this is, I think that is something to, to look at too because it's being taken seriously not only by players – but it's being taken seriously by brands. So I think esports is something that, that is worth looking at too, for sure. Do you want to ask us anything? Yeah. What do you want to ask? What's next for Hatch Chocolates? What are, what are we doing here? You know, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm here for I you, mean, man. I mean, are you kidding? I just barely show up. I, um, I, I, I've, I've learned that what I think Hatch Family Chocolates does and what, what we try to provide, I mean, the world's pretty shitty right now. Like, if you look at, like, everything that's going on, all the negative, like, all the p- politics, everything, you know, the world's kind of gloomy. And I, I think what we try to do is we actually try to provide something that makes you forget all of that crap. Oh, and yeah. just so that, you know, no matter what what's stressing you out at home or whatever you're dealing with, like you come in here and, and you forget it. That's what we try to sell. I and we do that. that with the Aztec Spice. We do that with our ice cream. In the summer, we do outdoor movies. We have bands that come and play here. But I think ultimately, it's about like community. And some people would think you know, that we're just a stupid chocolate shop. And I think we're bigger than that. Oh, like yeah. I think we're trying to get rid of, you know, in the world with all that crap, yeah. there needs to be more companies that bring out good. That and was, I think that's what we tried to do. I think that's great, man. Like, dude, when I when I lived up here, one of my favorite things was the summer movies that you guys did because it was it was community based, yeah. right? Like, we yeah. always looked forward to that. That was one of the when we moved, we moved to North Salt Lake, 
and they're like, man, I, I miss like, there's we'll two. We'll still let you back. You Will you let me back? back? Yeah, really? You Thank you back. so much. Oh, we were like, man, there's two things we miss. Avenue Street Fair and then the summer movies at Hatch Chocolates. It was like the two, we're like, damn, I just, you know, I wish we were like, we could walk like we used to, you know? And I, I think that's a big deal. I really love it. And I mean, it's a lot of work. Like we, you, it, it takes a lot of money too. Sure. But I think that business should do that kind of stuff like we should try to bring our communities together we should try you know to we all have so many difference in all the different backgrounds and all of that really it doesn't matter like we have so much in common oh, yeah. and there's so much good that each neighborhood has and i love, I, I love that so that's great man i dig it yeah i think that's kind of our near I, I, we just want to continue doing that stuff i love it man i love it what's next for you dylan what you got going on just keeping on trying not to fail. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's fair. That's <laughs> that's are you doing radio thing. stuff anymore? Like, are you doing any design c- for the stations, like Broadway? No. Yeah, that's probably they, for the best. Because it doesn't ne- pay well, does it? <laughs> never got brought in there. Yeah. You know, we tried. Tried to shoehorn me in through uh, ESPN 700 before it moved oh, yeah. to the new building. We were trying to shoe me in there yeah. since it was kind of like a redhead stepchild yeah. at the time. Because it was in that one studio in West Valley. So we're trying to shoot me in then. I think he dodged a bullet. Yeah. I think he dodged a bullet. Actually, what I've learned about Dylan is you know everybody. And honestly, you, you're you very talented. Like, some people have talent in, like, one area, and they're really good at it. I think you have talent in a bunch of different areas. And that's huge. Killing well, Thank you. I agree. I, agree I just try that. to have fun and make enough money so I live at home. So you don't die? Yeah, yeah. so I don't die. That's everyone's goal, right? It's just like, just another, I don't still want to die. It's a good goal. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I love working for Wise Guys. It, it's grown so much since I've started there. It's been like eight years, and he, just people he brings in is just amazing, and just meeting them and yeah. overhearing conversations with comedians of the, the industry, and it, it's just extremely interesting. Keith is a good guy, too. Like, he's a he's probably one of the best dudes you know, he's just a, a good human. I like Keith a lot. Yeah. He, he's patient, and, you know, s- sometimes I get stuck in a rut with design, and he's like, you got to do something different. And, mm. and it's been scary a few times, but. Hell yeah. It's like, That's good to hear, man. So, yeah. Good. But just, I don't, I don't want to fail. I don't like failing. <laughs> it sucks, but part. Actually, but I think part it of, it's part of the journey. Failing's though. good. I, well, I was just I'm not going to say if you do it like constantly, <laughs> sure. but yeah, I was just going to say, like, I wish like if I could look back, I'm like, I wish I would have embraced some of the failure more and actually found some level of like, OK, this is fine. Instead of it being the end of the world. Right. Like failing ended up turning into some of the coolest things, you know, where you're like, oh, I screwed this up. But you fell your way up. You do for sure. Dude, it's true. hundred percent. Like, dude. If you've learned from it, those experiences are oftentimes some of the best ones where you're just like, dude, I totally ate shit on that. I just, you know, but. Another thing I've learned is don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. I basically fanboyed myself into my career. Dude, for sure. Because I bugged Richie to be a pseudo intern at X96. Then I fanboyed into meeting Keith and getting into that. And most of my... um, uh, clients have been referrals and stuff like that, so it's just fanboying. But that's <laughs> a, like most people don't have the balls to do yeah. that. Like most people are like, I'm, I don't want to ask because what if someone says no? 
Like, uh, mo- well, to then be, you know. But, but to be yeah. fair, most people, they won't even try because yeah. of that possibility. They're like, oh, dude, what if he says no? Like, I just don't want to take the risk. But it's oftentimes you find people with podcasts or they're running businesses that have asked and are not scared to do it. You know what I mean? That end up seeing great results, which is really cool. You know, you just have to be willing to have the possibility of being told no. You know? Well, there we go. Bonus question time. Sure. Power up. <laughs> do, do, do. Do, do, do. What, um, what does creativity mean to you? Or your creativity, so... Yeah. Tell us about your creativity or what it means to you. I think creativity means being able to take something from concept to fruition and see it through the process and then see the result of that. So, like, with gaming PCs, it was cool to be able to create a brand, watch people enjoy the product, and know that there's thousands of, you know, products that you design in people's homes. The same with coffee. Like, I love seeing customer photos you're like, hey, I'm drinking my player one coffee. Creativity to me is creating something from the ground up. And then really what's more important is watching someone enjoy that. Like that's where I get the most satisfaction and where I feel the most creative is when I'm like, oh, dude, they're really, they like what I've done. I'm sure you feel the same way. It's like, do they love my talk? Like he's talking about the Aztec. He fucking loves that. You know, like I'm sure that feels good because you've created something that someone enjoys. And for me, that's what creativity means. Next one is, who's your favorite Muppet and why? Kermit, for sure. Rainbow Connection, get out of here. Good <laughs> shit. That's what, that's what <laughs> our biggest answer is. is I was going to say Beaker. Was it Beaker? I like Beaker, yeah, too. I like Beaker yeah. a lot. But, yeah, Kermit for sure. And then the last is, in the movie of your life, who would you want to play you? Oh, my gosh. Robert Downey Jr., for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little bit better looking than him, but I'll take the, little, I'll take the downgrade. <laughs> no, I, I, I think he's dope. I also like him because he, again, failure, another theme. Like, dude, when you get the shit kicked out of you, he was able to come back and really turn it into something bigger than yeah, what he was able to create hard, before. Yeah. So it's like that failure, again, of like, okay, like we failed, but we're not, we're not done. Like, we're not going to just accept this. We're, let's go kick some ass because, like, we're not going to stay down. Fuck this shit. Let's go. Like, I love that. So. Failure is only finite if you make it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Well, that's all we got. Cool. cool. Thank you guys for having Thank me on. You. I appreciate it. Thank Until you. next Thank time, you. America. Woo, woo. Still not. <laughs> <laughs>